The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Savannah Hugh Moeller, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it's a rainy Mick Shots Monday, but we are dry here mm-hmm. in the SWBC podcast Thank studio. God. Savannah Hugh Moeller here. Everson Walls mm-hmm. and Mickey Spagnola. We're uh, missing what? one person. Uh, what? Uh, somebody's missing. Bill <laughs> is absent today. MIA, apparently in Fort Worth, perhaps. He can't figure out the time. MIA, we're well, missing idiot. What are we talking about? M- you want to say what you said? At least it. <laughs> what was your response? At least it wasn't the black guy. <laughs> that's right. And I said at least it wasn't the old guy. Right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah. to be fair, we knew Savannah would be here. Oh, damn right. But to be fair, the person MIA last week was you. Everything. That's right. That's right, man. But and not not only, not only that. I remember uh, Bill ridiculing me once. I came in when there wasn't a show yes, I last remember. year. Yes, And he looked at me like, hey, hey, what are you doing here with a smug <laughs> look on his face? So now, you jerk, now it's on you, Bill. <laughs> we got you, buddy. We got you back, though. We got you back. Well, so we're back. Do we need to uh, get your take since we didn't get your take after the game? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, last week I... Man, it was kind of, I wouldn't call it depressing, but it was like, again, you know, it's the same kind of feeling to where you can't get any lower, you know. Uh, And when I say that, I mean, every time it comes to the playoffs, it's the same narrative from the pundits. And unfortunately, every time when it comes to the playoffs, we as a team, we play down to that narrative. And uh, uh, certain things that were said after the game, I was hoping you guys had some other quotes that maybe I missed because I didn't feel like watching a press conference of just, okay, here it goes. The guys, you know, saying, oh, I should have done better. But uh, Dak said the game was moving too fast for him. No, he said he was moving too fast. Ah, he was too fast. Yeah. I'm so glad I I heard that wrong. He was moving too fast? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. He said – he was playing too fast, like trying to do things. Throwing too hard. Too yeah. hard. Too soon. Too soon. Yes. And not letting things kind of play out. And, and, and you asked for my, my comments. I have more question. one question, and I don't know if you guys addressed it. I was doing a, a, uh, a webinar, so I didn't mean to just blow you guys off like that. And I apologize, but that, that was uh, I did good work that day. But uh, what the heck was going on? Between Diggs and Dak, did you? Was it just me, or did you? Was there some type of animosity going on? Lamb. Yes, that's what I don't you know. said. Diggs. I'm so sorry. I, I meant CD. Lamb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was there? What did you? Did they talk about that after the game? Has there been any type of uh, uh, scuttlebug? I guess an old school word <laughs> <laughs> about uh, what the heck happened and why they seem to all of a sudden. Disconnect, and I don't mean just disconnect on the field. They couldn't even. They seemed like they didn't even want to talk to get to each other on the sidelines, and it, it got to be uh, the the topic, especially of that first half. Like what happened to their connection? 
Did they address it, or have you got? Did y'all, you guys address it after the show, not, on the show? Not. We yeah, not, we haven't talked too much in depth really. about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think. Yeah. After the first, let me let me let me clarify. After the, the first, I think third down. I think it was the first third down, and Dak had him over the middle, wide open. He threw it too far. Right. And maybe that's what he means. He was going too fast because that's clearly an example of that. It seems as if from that moment on, they couldn't communicate. And I was wondering if there was some type of uh, animosity going on at the time. Case in point, you see Lamar yesterday. Uh, he tried to throw the ball to one of his wide receivers, and, you know, he's telling them something from afar, and then he actually runs to them. He doesn't go to the huddle. He comes to his wide receiver, and they talk about it. Right. And they're on. They never had another miscommunication. And it seemed like they were more mature in how they handled it versus it seemed as if Dak was in uh, CD's ear, and CD didn't seem like he was trying to hear it at all. Now, that's just what I interpreted from watching it at home, I was just wondering if that was addressed at all in the media. I, I thought if there was a disconnect that uh, the Packers did a very good job of how they were covering mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of double, a lot of zone you type things. You have to expect that, Spags. I know, I know. And and he was off on a couple passes. Yes. You remember the one that CD kind of jumped? Uh, on the sidelines. That's when he rolled line. out and three threw yeah. it. He threw it high and in his side. High. high in his side. But CD yeah. makes those. Right. Now the one I, I blame Dak clearly is it was the, the slant across the middle. Right. That could have been a really big play. He blew that one. And he misread it. Yes. Uh, yes. And give the safety credit because he came off of. You're talking about the savage interception I'm talking about the, the first no I'm talking about the first third down oh, I believe the first that one. we had oh, okay. and he he uh he threw it too far inside that would have been a big play I thought because everyone else seemed to be separated I thought he had maneuverability okay. to run down the middle if he catches that right. in stride right. which Dak should have put it in there and he did not Yeah he missed it And I'm like you know uh and sometimes sometimes I'm not saying all the times mm-hmm. but what what I've seen in playoff games is quarterbacks, you, you sort of need to get them a couple easy throws. That was easy. Yeah. That was easy. Because they're and so hyped. so was the other one easy. They're so hyped up yes. that they're throwing the ball high or, yeah. they're, or they're not throwing accurately. And that, that the one uh, that where he rolled out, the half roll, he, that was an easy pass as right. well. Seems like they were trying to get it going. I thought CD could have had it, but... You know, it's playoffs. you got to make that catch. But you, you also, why make it so difficult? He's right there as a quarterback. I, of course, you know where I'm headed with this, man. I thought our defense was just such a letdown in that game. Right. I don't think they came to play at one moment during the game. And you talked about having to get your quarterback on track. All quarterbacks, not all, but most. You're going to need, give me some time, guys. All right, hold things off for me till I'm ready. You know, you should be ready, but there are times when you're not. It's playoffs, I get it. A little nervous, I'm playing too fast, like he said. And all of a sudden, hey, guys, just stop them, I'll be okay. Just stop them, I'll be okay. Just stop them, I'll be okay. They didn't stop a damn thing. And now the pressure is building. And the frustration is building. Not just on the defensive side, because they can't stop anyone, but offensively, hold them off, guys, until <laughs> we're ready to, right. to get some things going. And so our game did. plan... Uh, once again, I told you, our defense plays off of our offense. 
And there are times when your defense has to take the reins. And, you know, we're going back to the same old thing. You can't take the reins from anyone if you're giving up. Gas, you're getting gashed time in and time out, whether it's passing or running. So, so man, it was ugly. It was just straight up ugly. The first thing that occurred to me uh, in the uh, Packer 49ers game mm-hmm. was Love had more incompletions in the first quarter <laughs> than he had in the entire game against the Cowboys. <laughs> Um, so the other thing I was going to uh, ask you, and I didn't mean to interrupt, um, the fact that they played so much zone, yeah, and they didn't know how to do it, yeah. Um, to me, they were trying to cover for Gilmore not being totally healthy, uh-huh. and said, "Okay, we can't get him in man coverage the whole game. We're going to have to do something different." Right. Uh, and I thought that became a big factor because they didn't play that much zone mm-hmm. during the season, to me. And they didn't know how to play it. Mm-hmm. There was more busted coverage. I'd never seen wide receivers never. tied never. in oh, so God. open in my entire life. Uh, it was horrible. Uh, and To the know, point where Musgrave had to stand there still with his back to the end zone to catch the ball. That's crazy. That he was so wide open That's for crazy. that touchdown. That's crazy. I, I have never seen a collapse. And, I, you know, there are times when I say, most of the time, I like the players to have accountability. Mm-hmm. I, that's just, you know, come on, man. Coaches are one thing, but if you're out there playing, the coaches can't come play for you. And I don't know. It just seems like this particular time – they were not prepared properly. I, I, much as I love Quinn, that was the worst preparation I've. I, that might have to go back to when I played. It was the worst preparation I've seen uh, defensively, and it wasn't just that they weren't prepared. This is a team that has talent. This is a defense that has talent. You show that the way they show that you, you can't have a game plan. And expect talented players to pull it out of you. You understand what I'm it saying? T- we're, we were a top five defense. And it, we did not look like it. I mean, wide open. So we didn't stop them on the wide open passes, but they gashed us on the run. So you're playing zone, and not just for Gilmore, but you're playing zone for the run, I'm assuming. You have to play zone for the run. So either you worry about Gilmore, you worry about the run. You can't worry about both. And what we ended up doing was giving up the run over and over again. And once they start running, running, of course the play action is going to be wide open. He didn't have to study. He didn't have to really concentrate on one pass play. Everyone was wide open almost all the time. His footwork was horrible, talking about Jordan Love. It was horrible. But he didn't need to be good. He was throwing off his he back He was always foot. just throwing yeah. off his back foot. Hey, guys, go get that for me. You know, you got time. Don't worry. They're not within 10 yards of you. And that's the way they played. It was like they were, they, were, they were literally playing with their food. Well, the one thing that we harped on, especially trying to stop the run, you're stopping the run with one linebacker. Yeah. And that's not working. And it has not worked all year. So why did we not? You know, it doesn't, why are we doing the same thing over again? That's insanity, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's insanity. That's what they say. And it was driving me crazy doing, watching the game. So I'm trying to figure out where do we go from here systematically. 
or systemically, whatever the word is. I, where do we go from here? We can't go into next year with the same defensive game plan of, hey, we don't have any linebackers. I'm looking at the 49ers. I saw three big dudes lining up back there behind those defensive lines. Pretty obvious. It was yeah. pretty obvious. Yeah, blatantly. <laughs> so how what where come on uh, uh, come on, what's our uh, uh draft guy name? Uh, Will. Will, come on, man. Give me some dudes. Well give me some got, big dudes. That's gotta be one thing they I'm draft. drafting a list. linebacker in the first, first round, round right? and the, the second round. <laughs> Absolutely. Come on, man. I'm just sorry. And and the thing that we hit on, the the two uh rushing touchdowns they gave up one yard in mm-hmm. three well, they gave up three. Mm-hmm. But you're in goal to go situations and you're playing with six technically six defensive backs and it just didn't work well, did we expect it to well apparently and, and, so and see this is the thing we knew we always know we're going to get gashed but our offense is going to save us right that's not playoff football bro that's not playoff football that's not playoff football that's good for the season but playoff football is different and how many times have we learned that already especially the past three years or so and so it was just kind of frustrating to sit there and watch the tail wagging the dog for us. We seem to let the what everyone says about us, we play down to it. And, you know, of course, the Washington game meant, meant nothing. But when you come in with the same spirit that you had in Detroit, uh, against Detroit, you know, the good games, even you lost to Miami. We fought. You know, we were competent. The best thing about this game Usually when we lose games like this, we don't even get 10 points. We just like, we're, we're done. We don't even, we're, we're discombobulated the entire game. The only thing about this game was we came back and scored 32 points. That's the only thing. Somehow, some way. Somehow, right. some way. And I think that's because they put in second and third teamers maybe. <laughs> no. They, <laughs> were they, they still they, starters? Oh, no, yeah. Okay. Not, not until the last, maybe the last touchdown. The la- okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Uh, but so our bottom line was from the defense. They came up two players too short. Yeah. They ran out of linebackers. Mm-hmm. You needed another linebacker. You need two and, more linebackers. And, well, at least one in yes. that game, right? Yes. And then you came up a cornerback short because you played Gilmore basically with one arm behind his back, and you didn't want to put Nishan right out there for the entire game, who would have been the next corner up. To take his place. Are we giving Quinn a pass? Are we giving Quinn a pass? I'm 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 asking for real. Not yeah. yeah, I'm asking for real. Yeah. Do we give him a pass because he didn't have the 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 personnel? I think they tried to fake it, and you You can't do that, man. You can't, especially a team coming in here as hot. And there was some. No. Yeah. 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 With this, I mean, with Marquise Bell and Damone Clark, who granted have done a great job filling some of those roles. True. True. We had discussed last week that had we maybe looked at the Arizona Cardinals game or even when we were playing San Francisco or when we lost Leighton Vander Esch, maybe bringing in a few other people aside from, I know we brought in Rashawn Evans. And Extra, we defensive lineman. Extra defensive lineman, maybe? But, to, yeah, to fill a couple more gaps where we were missing some serious type of type of guys out there. Yeah, you mean physical, and, yeah, physical linebacker type yeah. of guys. Yeah. And I think we were just We weren't we, just one man. What we, what, we, we weren't just one or two minutes short. Well, that was the that was the game 
where the Diggs injury hurt. They had covered themselves mm -hmm. from a personnel standpoint because they didn't have any other injuries. Right. Once they got Jordan Lewis back, they had those three guys for all, basically, almost every down. Mm -hmm. uh, unlike what uh, Washington did, because I was talking to, I guess you weren't here, I, I was talking to Nashawn Wright mm -hmm. when, when he had to go in for Gilmore, that one play against uh, Washington, mm -hmm. and... Um, we or, thought they were going to come his way. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. Because he said, well, Miami did. They put Hill <laughs> over there and threw right at me, right? I said, nothing against you. He goes, no. He goes, you know, and so I think they were hesitant to put him out there and and just start him at, at the cornerback spot. So that, that spot, they tried to fake it, and it didn't work. Uh, playing zone and and the fact that they just ran out of linebackers. You know, uh, if I was a gambling man, I'd be so upset uh, because I would want to hear from someone in the organization to tell me, hey, Dan Quinn's got a problem tomorrow, okay, for this game. Dan Quinn's going to have a problem for this game because he is just sorely uh, overmatched physically. And it just seems as if he was flipping the coin, you know, in, in whatever defense he was calling. It, it just didn't matter. You know, whatever heads, to, it doesn't matter where it lands. We're just, we're just rolling dice, you know, trying to figure out what we're going to run. And that just doesn't seem like a championship team's approach to the playoffs, especially a 12-win team. I'm just extremely surprised that you had to put that kind of game plan out there with that type of personnel. You got to do something different, and you knew damn well it was. I think he knew it wasn't going to work. I, I don't know what that feels like to go into a game as a coach with this personnel and going, we're going to get gashed. And I know that's what he was thinking. You can only hope that something works out. But you, he knew. He had to know going into that booth up there that this was not going to work. Yeah, and there was too many plays where you're playing. And, and God bless Marquise Bell because I thought he did as well as yes, you could, could do That's at right. his size playing mm -hmm. linebacker. Right. Right. But That's there right. were too many plays where Damone Clark is out there and you're trying to stop the run when they go two tight ends yep. with J. Ron Curse and Bell mm -hmm. up playing Linebacker spots in safety bodies. It does not, and, 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 and it you does not could, make sense. So you got to think, do you finally just put Parsons back at linebacker? Well, they did it a few plays. I thought they should have done it And it made well. He yeah. played, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Because he ran yeah. to the ball. That's right. Very true. So use your linemen. You know, even if you have to go 5-D linemen with Parsons in the back, back there with Damone Clark. To me, that would have been better than just rolling the dice with 60 Bs. It was just so futile, and it made no sense to me. It was extremely frustrating, and you could it just takes the air out of the stadium, and I'm pretty sure offensively, all they felt, not just Dak, but all they felt offensively, guys, we got to score. We got to make this play. Every play. Of course, playoffs is like that all the time, mm -hmm. but there was no cushion. The the, uh, the the Packers left them no cushion at all to, to play with. And it was, to me, it was foreseeable. It was foreseeable as from, from not just Quinn's point of view, but I know McCarthy knew that as well. And so 
Do you adjust on how you make the play, the, the, the play calls on offense? Are you more sturdy or are you going for bigger plays? It seems like we chose to just take that slow route, that, that methodical route. And Green Bay wasn't, make, wasn't waiting on anything methodical. They weren't waiting on that. They set us up with the run. And the most disappointing part, even more than the run, is wide, uh, wide receivers and tight ends being wide open. You still have to play the defense. And I know that Dan Quinn did not teach them to play that pass defense the way they did. Guys were wide open because of mental mistakes. That was not because of the system. And then the worst part, I know we got to hit a break here. Um, they didn't have one sack. Not one sack. Now, you could say, okay, they took Parsons out of the game. Mm -hmm. Well, what about everybody else? Right. Right? Right. Not a sack. Yeah. And that was... Parsons only had 14 sacks this year. There's a lot of other guys out there that had some sacks that didn't get any. Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, when you watched yesterday, and we'll get into yesterday Mm -hmm. next, but yeah, you could take us to break. All right, when we come back, we will uh, go over some of our NFL games that were on this weekend. And how about Mike McCarthy being the fifth season for the Cowboys? And that happened after we already did our last show. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure that's Mike. Back with more in a minute. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Did you know that responding to one spam call can lead to more? Or that the IRS would never ask for your social security number on the phone? Beat scammers at their own game by subscribing to AARP Fraud Watch Network alerts and texts. At aarp.org slash beatscammerstx, you can sign up to receive information that helps you recognize and avoid the latest scams. That's aarp.org slash beatscammerstx. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back to mixed shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. We are searching for some information here. <laughs> uh, Everson had just told us that um, Zach Ertz was just signed yeah, and I um, mentioned to the Kin- practice squad for the Lions, so was, we're just confirming. I was talking Kincaid, but that was Buffalo. So Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Well, maybe well they, someone must have gotten hurt in, in Detroit. They decided, well, it's practice squad, so maybe they were covering themselves. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, as Savannah pointed out when we were in the break, we uh, haven't had a show since they uh, announced that Mike McCarthy would be coming back for his fifth season. Mm-hmm. Um, your thoughts on that? You know, I, I understand what Jerry's trying to do. Uh, I think he wants to keep some type of a continuity because of our regular season. But... I still think changes need to be made in certain areas. I had guys uh, and former players were saying, you know, just to make things, I don't know, I I, I thought it was a waste of time, but to try and just light a fire under some of your starters, you know, make things a little bit more contentious in training camp coming up, uh, you know, no one's got a job type of thing, you know, let them know they got to work for everything, Uh, give Trey Lance a chance to, to, mm-hmm. to, you know, see what he can do with our offense. But that would be kind of silly to me because you're looking at a guy that just threw 36 touchdowns and you're saying, okay, well, we need to change, make a change. I, I just can't see that. You got a guy win 12 games three years in a row, but then you're going to fire him. Right. You know, it's just kind of hard to, to, to put your finger on that. But just as hard as it is to put your finger on why these – Elevated stats are so good, but yet we play down to our competition during the playoffs. So uh, I, I don't like calling for anyone uh, publicly uh, to be fired, but we, we, we've just got to defensively. We've got to have a different attitude. I'm looking at Lamar Jackson. He's got plenty, all the time in the world to make up his mind. You know, if he messes up on one series, defense is going to take care of it. We'll be okay. Uh, you look at Patrick Mahomes and, and the, the Chiefs. They held on with, with Josh Allen, you know, doing okay. But they they made Josh Allen play minimal football and gave Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. a chance to win the game. So you could pick any 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 starting team except for maybe the uh, Detroit game. Any team that won their defense predicated what happens offensively. They gave their offense a chance to recover, to regroup, to, you know, sit back and, 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 you know, assess what happened previously. You can't do that when they've got, when it's 20. Take away the pick six. Scoring, scoring, scoring. You, you can't do it. Take away the pick six. You can't do that when it's, the scores are continually mounting up against you. And now you got to come out of your bag. So I got a chance to voice my opinion after. Uh, Mike McCarthy's press conference on Thursday. You have not had a chance yet. Not uh, yet. To <laughs> voice your opinion. So you're up. You got it. So I had uh, found out, obviously, the, the night before the press conference, just in the media, Mike McCarthy announced fifth season for the Cowboys. And 
the next day we go into the press conference room and I say to myself, uh, this is the most packed I've seen it this entire year. They were expecting something else, weren't they? Standing room. No, they knew. No, no, no. They, Jerry, they had announced Jerry, it. Jerry had released it. They had announced it, but it was the most packed I've seen the room. Just reporters standing in the back. Usually there's enough seating for everybody. Just a very packed room. And primarily the question was, have we addressed what had happened against the Packers? And I talked to Mickey after, and it almost felt like a lot of what we were talking about in the press conference, specifically Coach McCarthy, it was a little bit going in circles. And it was really, hey, we need to go back and reevaluate this offseason, look back at some of the fundamentals that we have and changes that we need to make. Sounds familiar. Exactly. Sounds familiar. Well, (laughs) um, so here is the the key thing, and I'll give Jerry credit for this because everybody – is calling for this right. and that, right? right? And uh, while he respects the media, respects the fans, he sat back, took the emotion out of it, and said, okay, what's the prudent thing to do? Mm-hmm. Am I going to just blow it up mm-hmm. and start from scratch mm-hmm. after we've won 12 consecutive games? At 80-plus years old. 12, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, one, that's one factor. Right. And, <laughs> and, and so uh, I thought the other th- reasoning in his mind was if, if I fire Mike McCarthy— I fired my offensive coordinator mm-hmm. and my play caller. Mm-hmm. So now, whoever comes in with this big name, who's going to take that job mm-hmm. over? Uh, and and basically put Dak in a situation where he's going to have a third offense or a third play caller slash after thirty six touchdowns in three, in three years. Yes. After right? one of, after and after one, one of, of his best seasons. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's so tough. I think he tough. had to. He had to factor that in. Mm-hmm. That, that was my thought mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Now, as for the staff, uh, I think there could be a couple of changes. That's where I was headed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What you said, and make sure guys aren't just – well, and you got to factor in also they got 16 unrestricted free agents. Mm-hmm. So that's a big change right there because you're not going to re-sign – Every one of those guys, right. and I, if I remember counting it up right, uh, half of them were starters or are starters. Offensively, uh, both offense, both defense, mm. special teams. Got to mm. bring back the deep snapper. He's an unrestricted free wow. agent, right? Yeah. Um, C.J. Goodwin, who you didn't have the entire season. Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to bring him back as mm-hmm. a special team player? So they've got that. They, they've got some work to do in the off season, so it won't come back the same. Um, but I, I just thought that um, just shaking it up like that and, and, and assuming a new coach comes in and he's going to win 12 games and he's going to win the division title yeah. and he's going to win two playoff <laughs> right. games, right? <laughs> right? That's a leap of faith <clears throat> right. right there. So to run it back one more time, uh, I think was and the, for his last time because right. this is last year, fifth year of his contract. contract. Right. Uh, and, and and Jerry kind of did it what he wanted to do and didn't let the media or the fans uproar or at mm-hmm. least the ones that get vocal right uh, sway him into a decision. I thought it was somewhat cheap after the game, and I think it happened with probably multiple 
TV stations to interview pissed off fans mm -hmm. right after the game. Oh well, that's that's part right? of the course. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> kind of fun. What are, what are they going to say? It's right? kind of fun. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's very entertaining, I must say. But <laughs> I mean, you know, this fan base is upset. They're upset with the And they the deserve to be. That we we had such high expectations going into That's this right. game against Green Bay. And I think it's still going to take a lot to prove on the football side to get this fan base it does. behind your back That's again. right, Savannah. But ultimately, Jerry, I think he made the right call. You keep around the coach that you've had 12 and 5 seasons mm -hmm. continuously. I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. The fans, they deserve better. I mean, they've been sticking. Come on. This is the number one sports franchise in the world. And it's not just because, you know, you got a smart owner. You've got fans that support. And, I mean, I'm a player, a former player, but I'm also a fan as well. I know both sides of it. And as a fan, yes, I do deserve more as a fan. Uh, so I know exactly how they feel. There's a lot of excuses you can make. I, I make excuses for this offense and defense uh, as a former player, but then as a fan, I also know, <laughs> man, some of that is BS. You right. know, it's, I mean, and I mean, just to be honest, you, you know, you've got to, you, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again as we talked about. So changes, yes, you're right. They have to be made. And McCarthy is going to have to, I think, and I, I don't think that he likes to run his team this way, but he's going to have to change the way he runs his team. Regular season, yes, those are big games. You got big games in the regular season, and we've won big games in the regular season. Doesn't mean jack when it comes to the playoffs because that's, that's a whole nother level. And we are not reaching that based on his style of coaching at this point. And what I mean is, you know, you, you got to cuss your defensive coordinator out sometimes. You got to cuss somebody out sometimes. <laughs> you, know, you got to buck up to him with that big stomach he got and buck up to him. And like, hey, man, you got to do better, bro. You know, I'm looking bad over here. I'm the head coach. Bringing Everson Walls. I'm just saying, man. We, you know. <laughs> and you know what? You know what the scary part is. <laughs> hmm. Schedule gets tougher. It time. gets tougher. It here's my, really does. Here's my list. Hmm. Uh, so they're gonna their uh, uh, their strength of schedule last year was uh, the um, seventh worst. Right now, their strength of schedule going off the teams they have to play next year off the record this year. Uh, is point it's 50 so point five oh five mm -hmm. so it's a winning record yes all yes, right yes so here are the games you got to play against teams uh, that had winning records from th this past season two games against Philly you got to play Baltimore AFC title game uh, uh, competitor mm -hmm. you got to play Tampa Bay. Nine and eight, Detroit twelve and five, Houston ten and seven, mm -hmm. Cincinnati nine and eight, New Orleans nine and eight, Cleveland eleven and six, Pittsburgh ten and seven, and San Francisco again twelve and five. Good. So it's going to be nine. Good. Eleven of seventeen games they play will be against teams with winning records from this past season. And nine playoff teams, five division winners. So, how many divisions do we have? Eight? Yeah. And you're one of them, so that's six. So mm -hmm. You're only missing two division winners. 
and the two teams that had the best records in their conference. So let me ask you this. So let me ask you this. It ain't going to get easier. Do you think that we have the right to go into this season the way we did last season? Do you think that? No. I mean, come on. You have to change so much. Defensively, defensively, you just can't outscore everyone. You just can't. I love the numbers. It all looks good. And I love the fact that the defense comes and reacts to that. I want my defense to to be the catalyst for this team. And you can still offensively have the same plan. You still can't hardly run the damn ball, right? You're still passing the ball very well. So why not add a good defense to that that predicates what we do and not play off of what we do? So since you mentioned that, my deal from yesterday was – the majority of these teams ran the ball awfully well, right? Now, I know Baltimore's stats and Buffalo's stats get skewered because of the quarterback running for all those mm-hmm. yards. Uh, but one of the things that occurred to me watching the games yesterday is there was a bunch of running backs who made people miss. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, that was a sweet run. You're talking about, uh, the, I think it was the Buffalo. Buff- well, James Cook, Cook, right? Mm-hmm. But he, he shook the man in the hole, oh, yeah. took it to the house. Uh, and you don't then, see that very often. That's, then, that's a McCaffrey run right and there. And then Jameer Gibbs. Amazing. Uh, and it occurred to me that Maybe it's not a bad thing to draft a running back in the first round. <laughs> that's what that's what they was Gibbs the first rounder? Yeah. Yes, he was. Gibbs was the first rounder. And and he made people miss yes, in did. the hole. Yes, he did. And it, it made me think back to, you know, hey, Pollard did the best he could with what was available there, right? But he's more of a straight line runner right. than he is elusive. Mm-hmm. Doddle has a little bit of elusiveness, but not like I saw with Gibbs. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm playing with a fourth-round draft choice at running back. Nothing against that Mm because he certainly did the most. Mm -hmm. And and a a free agent, basically, rookie free agent, right? And they're playing with a first-round running back. So I don't want to hear this offseason when we get to draft talk can't take a running back. In I the saw. First I round. saw one of them. I can't remember because both games were good. I saw one of them. He's on the sideline, and he fakes out a DB. He's on the sideline. I mean, you know, that's easy tackle for a defensive back. You clearly use the sideline. He shook a guy down, went around him. It was against the Chiefs. He shook. The, the, it was the. Uh, it was Cook. Yeah. He shook a guy uh, number thirty-eight. He shook him down, got around him for about three or four more yards, and went out of bounds. Those kind of things. Our backs can't do that, and they don't even attempt to do that. And that was that was playoff football by running backs this entire weekend. Well, even if you look at Aaron Jones and Christian McCaffrey yeah. in the Green Bay 49ers game, they both were incredible. They were. Incredible. They and showed so, great running back skills. Yeah, to your point, Mickey, it might not be a bad idea getting a running back in the first round, but you need to have somebody or even bring somebody in in the offseason and start evaluating what that position looks like with the powerhouse running back. Well, we'll have time to talk about what they need in the draft, what they don't, but they're going to need some juice. 
-hmm. either offensively or defensively to get everybody excited about playing again. One more before we go on break. Uh, I'm wondering if our running back would do better one another year removed from the Achilles injury. Do you think that like we talked about? Uh, I think it was Terrence Steele trying to come back from his injury, right? And that first year being tough, second year being better. Do you think that that's the that's what was going on with Pollard? Coming off that first year is always tougher, and maybe he'll be better the following year because that that certainly would bode just the same for a running back as it would for an offensive lineman. Well, and by the way, he's an unrestricted free agent, mm-hmm. so now. You're going to have to decide if you do, mm-hmm. uh, and then you're going to have to judge the market, right, mm-hmm. on what does somebody else think of my two guys mm-hmm. uh, compared to what I think of them. Right. So it, it's it's going to be an interesting offseason yeah, man. for sure. <laughs> and I have a full list of offseason specific dates that are important. All we'll right. get to that when we get back cool. with more McShots in a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Did you know that responding to one spam call can lead to more? Or that the IRS would never ask for your social security number on the phone? Beat scammers at their own game by subscribing to AARP Fraud Watch Network alerts and texts. At aarp.org slash beatscammerstx, you can sign up to receive information that helps you recognize and avoid the latest scams. That's aarp.org slash beatscammerstx. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Mick Shots. 
The 99th annual East-West Shrine Bowl will feature 130 of the nation's top NFL draft prospects on Thursday, February 1st at the Star in Frisco. Tickets as low as $20 are available at ShrineBowl.com. Proceeds benefit Shrine Shriners Children's. Very nice. Mm-hmm. That was one of the dates on my list. February 1st mm-hmm. is the East-West Shrine Bowl. That's a, what day of the week is it? February 1st. Is that Thursday. A Thursday. Like a Thursday night. Huh? Thursday. Or Thursday day? Uh, I will try and it's find Thursday the time night. for us. Night. It's a night Thursday game. night. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, night we game. can go see that and start our <laughs> scouting for the draft. Do it. Looking for running backs and linebackers. That's all we There we go. <laughs> I'm here for that. <laughs> all right. So, the Packers. Mm-hmm. Check this out. They ran for 136 yards against a San Francisco defense that we all kind of judged being pretty darn good, right? right. The 49ers ran for 111 yards. Um, neither quarterback um, had a great day. Um, now, I know... It was raining, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. San Francisco needs a roof, okay? How many yeah. times are they going to play these games in a down? And they need better shoes, too, because they Did were the only that? ones that fell down yesterday. <laughs> no no Packers players were falling down. Now, I know the, the Packers game basically came down to that last possession. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Love... Started playing too fast. By the way, the, inter- yeah. the, the, the interception. Very, the very end, he yeah. still had he had time, right? He didn't have to throw a desperation. He did not. Hail Mary! Not. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. But here's where I thought they lost the game. Their first possession, they drive right down the field, first and ten at the um, San Francisco 13. Mm-hmm. They kick a 29-yard field goal. All right. Second possession. Uh, they're up 3 nothing. They drive from the 18 all the way to the 14-yard line. They go for it on fourth down, which I was for, and they get stuffed on yeah. fourth and one. And you know what? I still think they should have challenged the call. That guy made it. He made it. He made it. He made it. I don't know why they didn't challenge it. They look, that reminded me so much of several of Dak's quarterback sneaks <laughs> on the goal line right. where his whole body's laying across the line, and they're like, oh, I think it was back here. So, yeah, you, you know, sometimes you, I think that's uh, home cooking. I don't know. It just seems like that. It seems like a little home cooking. And then after um, San Francisco goes down and, and gets the touchdown pass uh, to Kittle, mm-hmm. It was wide open, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Their next possession, they get to first and goal at the nine, and they had to settle for another 29-yard field goal. And as you guys know, and I continue to <laughs> preach, the more field goals you kick, the closer you are to losing. Mm-hmm. You got. They There's only score. one exception to that that I know of. Yeah, that would be the Giants versus the 49ers. When you played. Yes, and yeah. we kicked five field goals, but and we kicked their asses. Thanks to the defense, right? That's right. That's right. So thanks to the defense. You you were inside uh, 
basically the, the red zone three times and you got six points. You, you just can't have that happen because mm -hmm. you were dominating the game. San Francisco was in trouble. Mm -hmm. And you know what? They looked vulnerable. Oh, they did. Right? They and, you can see really that their you can see that their secondary clearly has issues at this point. Uh, Love was kind of he had some plays to where he made them look like the Cowboys secondary. How do they get guys that wide open? <laughs> well, people falling down. There were some people falling down. The, the, for some reason, the safety came up, and number 80, Melton, I believe it was, was going yeah. right by him. Oh, that's right. He and fell. he fell down. What right. are you doing? I think he thought he was going to run a deep end cut or something, which that didn't seem to be the case. Like that could have even been the case at that time. And once again, by the way, Love did not get sacked once. Mm. I was, I was going to bring that up because – the ability for him to have as much time as he did in the pocket, both in the Cowboys game and against San Fran, who is one of the best defenses that you'll see in the league, that was actually very impressive to me. That's They're doing of the something game. right there. That was the running game. The running game was working, and the play action was what got him. It had he had plenty of time mm -hmm. because of the play action. And I gotta say, guys, switching gears defensively. The Packers are a much better defensive squad than they showed throughout the whole season. Very good. They stepped it up during the playoffs because they played the 49ers very well. They had Brock Purdy looking like an average quarterback, and this is a guy that's up for MVP as a quarterback. And now uh, they really made them look pedestrian. See, I heard somebody talking this morning on the way in um, that he, he just had a bad game. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a reason why he had a that's bad right. game, mm -hmm. right? They played awfully well. And the, the pressure inside coming from number 97, whoever this guy is, was it 97 or 93? Just he was leaning on the guards and the centers all game long. Kenny Clark. Putting pressure on the quarterback, and he was in Purdy's face. Purdy is just like any other QB. Mm -hmm. Let's just face it, guys. They're all human. And when someone is in your face, you can feel it. When someone is breathing down your back, they can feel it, and they, you, you throw too soon or you throw errantly. And that's what I liked about the pressure that they were getting because it caused Purdy to panic just a little bit, just like you see happens to Dak, just like you see happens to Josh Allen or any quarterback in the league. And Green Bay's ability to put pressure on Jennings, Ayuk, Kittle was, was very proven yeah, because yeah. – the amount of times George Kittle, uh, he had seven targets, only four receptions. That's right. He dropped the ball on several, <laughs> he did. He did. On several attempts. Right in his hands. He's like, right there. <laughs> and I just think that they really got to got to those guys. Even Jennings, he had six targets, uh, got the ball five times. Ayuk, six targets, three receptions. So, mm -hmm. You know, and the tough. other the other thing that uh, should not get overlooked, by the way, uh, is – the Packers drove to the San Francisco 23-yard line, and Carlson on a 41-yard <laughs> field goal went wide left. Mm -hmm. And I was saying to myself, "Oh, that's going to come back yeah, and haunt him." You knew it. You knew right? it. Right? You knew oh, it. Yeah. You knew he, it. He hits that field goal. It's a tie game. They're going into overtime. That's right. That's how close 
they came. That's how important field goal kickers are. How about that? Yes. That's one thing we can't now, complain about. We don't about, worry right? about our kickers. No, we are good. And and then if we look at the Buffalo game. Oh, my God. Wide right again. Everson knows all about well, wide it so, right. It was so funny because uh, I can't I think it was Mark Collins. Uh, he had, That was my cornerback uh, on the right side. He talked about uh, 33 years ago yesterday we beat San Francisco. Uh-huh. And they said that was supposed to be one of the greatest teams in history. And we, we came in with the five field goals and, and deed them up. And as we're talking about that, the Buffalo game is on. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he went wide right. And, boy, the thread just got bigger and bigger. We talked about it all night. We texted. I'm sorry. We texted about it all night about – Buffalo and their history of wide right. So we just came up with a whole new name for them, the Buffalo Wide Right Bills. And uh, my son said it yeah, he, uh, before they even started uh, getting into the thread. He said he'll miss it. I said, why do you say that? He said, that's what Buffalo kickers do. <laughs> that, was my son's, that was my son's call uh, as we're sitting there watching the game. And sure enough, like, man, that was too easy. I mean, you know it's going left to right, right? The wind was blowing left to right. He didn't account for that at all. It came off the foot. Straight. Straight. And sure enough, the wind did what the wind does. And he said that after the game, too. He said, I, I knew what the wind does going that direction. Yeah. And I didn't allow. He didn't trust it. He did. I think if you put more, more uh, uh, I don't know how kickers do, but he seemed like he chipped, he chipped it. It's like he kicked it like it was a 44-yard field goal like normal. instead of a 54-yard Thank field goal. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you. That's what He didn't drive it. You to aim he it. He didn't drive it. He just kind of used a nine the iron you know, as opposed to using a hybrid. And he know. left it up in the he air. He left it in the air for softly, yeah. and the wind took it. Oh, how, no, no. how heartbreaking. And all we talked people. about, all we talked about after that was Scott Norwood, of course. <laughs> and everyone talked about, they were texting about, Oh, I just saw Scott Norwood this past offseason, and, you know, I didn't bring it up until I think uh, Diossi, Steve Diossi says he was with him <laughs> the entire golf round, and he was waiting on him to bring it up. Scott was, and Diossi brought it up on the 18th hole. No way. <laughs> yes, he was on the 18th so, hole. And, you know, and but again, and, and I was glad Josh Allen pointed it out. It's like the kid didn't lose the game. We did. I mean, they've got first and 10. They're at the 27-yard line, and they end up with, what, three straight incompletions? Mm-hmm. It's like. Well, when you, when, you, when you even look at the. Oh, they ran for one yard and then had two straight incompletions, where one of them I thought he should have just ran with it, the last one, and just get me five more yards or six more yards, right, to shorten the distance of the field goal. When you look at that game, they were lucky to have a chance to kick that field goal. Well, Hardeman, of course, messes up on the on the uh, the goal line when he fumbles the ball. What was, his name? was that Hardeman when he fumbled the ball? Oh, out Kansas of the City out yes. the end zone. Yeah, I mean, they they were going to lose. You could, they were gonna, That was going to be like making a two-score game, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Uh, they made another mistake where they should have uh, done well or uh, done better. Uh, San Francisco got away with uh, Jordan Love throwing some crap across the middle. For some reason, he was way behind his tight end, and that was a mistake. So you just had you had games where, you know, the quarterbacks 
you know, they 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 made some mistakes and 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 put themselves out of position. The, if the Packers complete that pass, the tight end coming across the middle, I think it ended up being intercepted. The one, the Savage intercepted. Yeah, no, this was the Packers. The Jordan Love missed his oh, tight end coming across. Oh, he he missed it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But that was another Packer play. The yeah. same guy that returned for the touchdown yeah. against the Cowboys. Yeah. He's got another one. He misses it. And he just he dropped misses the it. ball. Give me a break. I'm like, man, my son and I were like, okay, we kept comparing everything to Dallas game. Everything right? was to Dallas but game. But that was it. That was it. That was a touchdown. That was a touchdown, just like ours. Right? So, yeah, that was, uh, that was uh, yeah. So predictions going into next Sunday. Mm. Oh, let's do that. Hmm. Very good, Savannah. Predictions. Uh, let's. And let's... I don't think she wanted to bring up our predictions in the last Cowboys game. <laughs> I think that yeah. we our clicks to pick. We may need to just. Yeah, let's just scrap that, man. The last, that especially the, the last game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, Chiefs Ravens Sunday, three o'clock Eastern time. Big game. I've always said that uh, I wouldn't replace Dak with any other quarterback but Mahomes. I've always said that, and because he's just <laughs> he's just got it. He's amazing. He's amazing. If you look at his wide receiver core, and he made it work. You can look at any any way you want to look at it. I don't care with Tyreek Hill or not. Patrick Mahomes was always that guy, and you know, he's the only one I know that can do miracles at this point. Having said that. I don't think he's going to do it against Buffalo or against Baltimore. I think Baltimore is going to win the game. Uh, that defense makes Lamar look so good and comfortable. I know. He never feels stressed. He can go over there and talk about something with his offense while his defense is out there busting people up. That's a great luxury to have, and I think they're going to do that same thing in this game. So I'm looking at Baltimore to win. I think the Ravens, especially with Lamar, look like a more composed team i think the chiefs tend to scramble a little mm. bit and as you said mahomes has pulled off some of those miracles but i think the scrambling and the ability to just not have control so mm -hmm. much is going to cost them in the end i think the ravens are mo more composed and have a better team with lamar as their quarterback yeah. all right so just to make sure we all don't do the same thing. <laughs> um, put me down for Kansas City. Okay. A win on the road again. Okay. And what they're going to have to figure out is basically they cannot allow. What was it? They cannot allow Lamar Jackson to rush for 100 yards. Mm -hmm. And that means... Not, he only had nine runs for 100 yards. Mm -hmm. That's like. <laughs> he had two rushing touchdowns, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And you knew what was going to happen, didn't so you? So good. Didn't you know he was going to run the ball? He's something else. So he averaged uh, 9.1 a carry. Um, put me down for Kansas City. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Hey, by the way, there was another moment in that game. 27 could have scooped and scored on the fumble against Buffalo. They fumbled the ball. Buffalo fumbled? Buffalo fumbled the ball, number 27, had a chance to scoop and score. 
and Buffalo got the ball. Oh, back. when the, the guy on the ground yes. reached out and yes. pulled it back. Yes. So yeah, that that game that wasn't nearly as close, right, as that field missed field goal might make it seem. Maybe so I, just I should to change more, my point pick. that out. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Okay. You should. <laughs> All right, Lions 49ers. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Dan Campbell coming in strong, coming in like that big Texas man, chest stuck out. Did you hear what he had to say at halftime at the interview? No. They were like, whoa, what are you going to do? What, what do you got to do? He goes, what do we got to do? We got to play football. He goes, we're, He's we're, such a good coach. We're in, we're in the divisional. We're playing to go to the conference championship. Let's go out and have some fun. Yeah, yeah. Because they were trying to say, well, what did you know? Everything that went wrong, and he's going, no. He goes, you know, we're in this. Let's go. And I it love was, that. It man. was great. That's, that's it, what I'm talking about. And it sounded Very like motivation. And it and it sounded like so they were up 17-13 at halftime, right? Mm-hmm. And it sounded like. What he was doing in the interview was what he told the team, right? It wasn't this, well, we just got to make a play here, a play there, you know, and we're in the – no, it's like he, he basically told the reporter exactly what he told his team. That doesn't predicate how a team plays, but, damn, it sure does sound good. The other thing <laughs> – You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you, you, you know, being a, a brash and, and yeah. outspoken, out, you know – it, it You know if it works with your team. It doesn't always work with everyone, with every team. But a Dan Campbell, you believe him. You believe it's going to work just because that's his, that's his M.O. All right, so who are you going with? <laughs> Detroit. Okay. I'm going with Detroit. Okay. And that's a tough one because the 49ers are tough. You know what? I'm going to go with the upset also. Mm-hmm. And you know what the problem is? Is I tend to pick who I probably am pulling for. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing wrong with that, especially when you have two closely matched teams. Right. You might as well go with who you like if it's even. I'm going with the Lions as well, guys. No! Three for three. Three for three. I think Bill would, too. Bill's now just going to have to be honest. Bill's right? going to have and to go, go. This is what I would have done, right? right? <laughs> exactly. Let's see if he... Uh, if he happened to be listening. Yeah, well, I, no, we, if we no. did, if nope. he did, we'd be getting plenty of texts. I, I don't have any texts. Well, he'll have to let us know his thoughts. And uh, have, we'll have to put him, yeah, he's got to mm-hmm. be honest, right? Right, because next Monday we're going to know who's going to the Super Bowl. That's right. So. Well, we'll have an extra week there because there's a week in between. So we'll know who's going, then we can make our picks Exactly. in a week later. Perfect. All right. That'll do it. That'll do we'll it. We'll see Damn, if we Bill joins over. us next week <laughs> yeah. at 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. 11, Bill. And mix shots. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!